It's time to shake things up again. Welcome, everyone, to version 14 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. My name is Referee Tony S. Thank you so much for joining me, wherever you may be. You can follow me on Twitter, and please do. I'm at Referee Tony S. You can follow the show, and please do. It's at the Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show in future versions, you can send them into the Heat Pod at gmail.com. We're on all podcast platforms, all of them Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google. Reason to Radio Public, Podbean to Good Pods, you name it, we're on it. And if your podcast platform of choice does not have Heat the Wrestling Podcast on it, don't just ask for it, demand it. And as always, spread the word. Thank you so much for joining me and supporting the show. Now, this is going to be a very special version 14 as the Rewind returns. That's right. The Rewind is where I go into my library and uncover a moment or a match in professional wrestling history. For this version, I am joined by Sports Talk host and... Studio host for the Boston Celtics Radio Network for 98.5 The Sports Hub FM in Boston. The Silver Fox, the 6'4 menace from East Dennis, Sean Silver. And we are going to uncover, we're going to go back, we're going to rewind to 1983. October 17th, 1983 in Madison Square Garden. Jimmy Superfly Snuka challenges the magnificent Morocco for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. And by the way, this match takes place inside a steel cage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy professional wrestling history and relive it with myself and the Silver Fox, Sean Silver. Again, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to bring you the best commercials and old school ads in the game right now. And when we come back, it's Snuka Morocco in Madison Square Garden in a steel cage for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. It's version 14 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. It's the Rewind. Don't go away. (laughs) Here's something that really opens up my baby's carburetor. Come on, baby. (laughs) Arrogance. Yes, the man's cologne that primes pistons. Yes, that makes spark plugs grow hotter and that improves your engine's performance. (laughs) I love it. And now, put the brakes on the mundane and accelerate into the fast lane with arrogance. You gotta love new WWF figures. Hulk Hogan, the Macho King, Randy Savage, the Ultimate Warrior, and Andre the Giant. So close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. We're gonna do something a little bit special today. We're gonna go back to the rewind, and this time, Sean Silver has been gracious enough to join me here for the rewind and if you haven't been here for the rewind we're going to do something different and that is we're going to take you back to a match or a moment in wrestling history this is a little different the silver fox has never seen this match in its entirety (laughs) yeah so we're going to go back to and and trust me ladies and gentlemen we've already taken all of the allotted commercial breaks we're not going to do picture in picture. <laughs> we do things right here on Heat. Let's set the stage here. This started in June of 1983 when Don Morocco was on a segment of Roger's Corner. 
with the first recognized WWF champion, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, who, by the way, left the NWA as World Heavyweight Champion to go to the WWF, but that's a different story for a different day. In the segment, Don Morocco was talking about how nobody recognized any of his accomplishments as Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Who comes out for his regularly scheduled match but the Superfly Jimmy Snuka? So Snuka comes out, and Morocco is incensed. He's infuriated because Jimmy Snuka came out and interrupted his interview time. Roger's corner is over abruptly, and Morocco goes to confront Snuka. At this point, Morocco gets on the ring apron and spits at the Superfly. Morocco continuing. Oh, he spit. Morocco just spit all over Snuka. I can't believe it. He, ad- he absolutely just spit right all over. Snuka being cool, but he won't be cool for long. Snuka's playing it cool. He's smiling at Morocco. Morocco goes off the apron. And then Jimmy Snuka goes in the ring in one motion, dives over the top rope onto Don Morocco, and starts tearing Don Morocco apart, literally, clothes included. Snuka keeping his cool. And then Don Morocco gets his comeuppance when everybody is holding Snooker back from tearing Morocco apart. Morocco grabs the ring announcer's microphone, which at the time, if you've ever seen Mr. Kennedy, was the Mr. Kennedy-style microphone, uh-huh. and hits Snooker a couple of times in the head with it, busting Snooker open. Oh, he got color. He got... This was. This was not... The color that you would see today, because that was back in the day where there would be a big red X that read censored on it, and that you wouldn't be able to see the image because it was too gruesome for television. So now, Snuka does, which I think was one of his best promos, which if you can find it on YouTube, it's an empty arena promo that he did with Vince McMahon talks about Don Morocco, and they lead into the infamous cage match that we're about to watch. So this is from October 17th, 1983. Don Morocco, the magnificent Morocco, defending the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship against Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Your commentary team are the Hall of Famers, Gorilla Monsoon, and Pat Patterson. Ah. Now, this match is especially noted because there are a few wrestling fans in the audience that would, about a decade and a half later, go on to make some noise of their own. Because apparently in this crowd would be Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray slash Bubba Ray Dudley, 
And little Guido Nunzio is somewhere in this oh, crowd. Wow. wow. You know how everyone says they were there for Ted Williams' last home run? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was at Fenway Park that day when Ted Williams hit a home run in his last at-bat. But... You know, the, the I remember reading the Mick Foley account, how he hitchhiked and, you know, told his parents he was going to something like that and came back the next day. You know, this is this is a different era. This is this is kind of why I wanted to cover it, because, you know, stuff that's in my wheelhouse. I mean, how many Macho Man, how many great Macho Man Randy Savage matches have I not watched? Right. For instance. <laughs> but I was like, I was trying to think about. WrestleMania 8. And, yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 4. Yeah. Rolls around on the ground the whole time with his knee hurt, and roll, you know, rolls up, <laughs> grabs the tights, pins flare. That sounds like a Saturday night's main event. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like this is this is one of those indelible moments of wrestling. There's history here. The combatants obviously legendary in their own right. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that glad that we came to an agreement that this would be a, a fun trip back in the time capsule. Well, this was your idea, so. I'm glad that we we're able to do this now. You can definitely watch this on Peacock. This is it's available good. on Peacock. However, because this is a rewind, because we do things right, and because just like Hulk rules, nostalgia rules, brother, we will be watching this as it aired on the Madison Square Garden Network that night. There we go. Back when I was all of six months old. How do you remember this? <laughs> so I can imagine that Sean Silver watching the MSG network six months old. Yeah, y'all y'all thought we had cable out there. Huh? <laughs> it's like in Dennis Mass. No, not not no not no no. I mean I mean trust me if you if you if you've seen any WWF superstars episodes from nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety two and there were those inserts Especially on pay-per-views. Hey, you can get it on Situate Cablevision. <laughs> so, but yeah, we are going to be watching this match as it was intended, as it was aired that night. Like I said, you can definitely watch it on Peacock. I will be putting the link up in the description where you can check it out on Peacock. We will be watching it in its entirety from the official MSG Network feed. So this is... October 17, 1983, Jimmy Snuka challenges the Magnificent Morocco for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. And yes, I am saying Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship because that is how it was announced at the time. Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. Exactly. Listen, if Macho Man can say it, if the Honky Tonk Man can say it, if Gino Monsoon can say it, we can say it here. So let's go back to... October of 83, we've already heard from the challenger, Jimmy Snuka. We've heard from his manager, Buddy Rogers. We've already heard from the champion, Don Morocco. We've already seen a very young Vince McMahon. Not in his announce... Well, he is in his announcer getup, but he's not at ringside. He is strictly the backstage interviewer at this point. Looking very concerned. Yeah, yeah he is... You know, he's, he's very concerned about Buddy Rogers. He's uh, just, he, he he's very concerned about what could happen in this cage match because. Tony, uh, just, just say wrestling for me. That's, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. This is the World Wrestling Federation. So, and yes, I've practiced that. We've heard from the challenger. We've heard from the champion. We've heard from the manager. There's only one thing left to do. Let's go to ringside with Gino Monsoon and Pat Patterson. And let's get this match underway. Break out the humpimeter. This is the old chain link fence. No blue bars here, my friend. No blue bars, at least for another three years. Was it Hogan Bundy was the first blue bars? Yes. Hogan Bundy at WrestleMania 2. What was what was going through their mind? Morocco, if you take that belt away from him, that's and think about this. And that's not almost a decade later. Shawn Michaels would make his first heel appearance after turning on Marty Jannetty after Jannetty tried to dive through the barbershop window. What an act of cowardice! Exactly, and that was at Madison Square Garden. And his opponent that night, Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, Snuka was, uh, he was putting a lot of guys over back in that, in that era. Yes. But I will admit, nobody was as popular in 83 as a Superfly. No, he was the face of the company, you could argue, despite Backlund being the champ. There's Captain Lou. There's, there's Captain Lewis. Man. In, in your time, did you uh, bump into Captain Lou, Tony? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Several occasions. There would be uh, wrestling, live wrestling events in Worcester, and Captain Louis Albano was a fixture at many of these live events. What a character. Captain Louis Albano. He's about a half of... What he is size. now. Yes. By the time that we, uh, that we get around to seeing him. But his... His energy was still as it was from 83. Oh, yeah. He was uh, just as prone to the non-sequitur uh, in the 2000s as he was in 83. Amen. That man was just born to talk. And we're getting ready for the arrival of the Superfly. Don Morocco is a surfing slob, says the sign. <laughs> I love it. I mean, because you know, he's just from Hawaii, That's right? Part of the United States. It's you know, it's not like he's a foreign heel or anything a fan like right that. There. And yet, hey, he has a fan. <laughs> now see, now see, that is an offensive sign that needs to be taken down right there. I feel that we get confiscated in this day and age. You got that right. And there, as Jesse would say, the Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's about three steps away from cannibalism. <laughs> Listen to that. Place is going nuts. <laughs> Morocco saying, get your ass in here. And yes, I have been fortunate enough to been in, to be in the ring several times with Jimmy Snooker. Really? Yes. There's actually a match in Fall River where uh, Jimmy Snooker faced Tito Santana. I knew uh, 
I know Santana's still, or at least until recently, has still been getting out there. Yeah. But I know Snuka kept going. He kept going a long time. So oh, oh yeah. He doesn't terribly surprise me. He kept going, and I will say this, from my interaction with him, he was, when he was married, he was on a very, very strict diet. One of the last times I was working with him, until he got off the airplane. Yeah. Where he wanted Burger King. <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, brother. Brother. Is there any Burger King around here? Get some fries around here, brother. <laughs> and that was an actual conversation that we had in the car. Here we go. Let's get nuts. Here we go. Let's get a BK broiler. Oh, totally. And yes, we did. We did oblige then too. <laughs> we had to. There it is. The bare feet. These two hate each other. You can feel it. Now, of course, some of these MSG live events would periodically be on the USA Network. Oh, yeah. At that time, the fledgling USA Network. Yes. Because remember, if it wasn't for the World Wrestling Federation, there would be no USA Network. Keep that in mind, pal. Something like that. Yeah. It was... It was us, it wasn't the dog show. Stuck it with some right hands to Don Morocco here. Oh, there you go, reverse knife edge. You know, I'd never liked the door escape. Well, that, to me, that only worked one time. The door escape. That only worked one time. And that was the Brett Owen Cage match at SummerSlam. 94. Because of the rivalry between Brett and Owen with the brother versus brother dynamic. Obviously they were going to go over the top, but... Yeah. The way that they utilized the door was tremendous. That entire feud was tremendous. Ugh. Another reverse knife edge. We're getting vintage snooker. We're getting lots of headbutts because, you know... Uh, I mean, that's his, that's his specialty. Yeah, it's a specialty because wrestlers uh, from the islands in the Pacific do not feel the impact of a headbutt. Right. Samoa. And, yep. Tonga. Samoa or Fiji, I guess, is... Uh, Tonga. The Tonga kid. Yep. King Tonga or King Haku. Uh oh. Oh, he's he's busted. Oh, he is bleeding like a stuck pig. As Jim Ross would say, he has been busted. Morocco taking full advantage of it. It's crazy how hot this crowd is. You know, like. And remember. Hey, the everything had meaning, you know. It was not yeah. not about spots. And remember, this is 1983. There's no pyro. There's no titantron. There's no ramp. It's just the lights. Everything is focused on the ring and these two guys. 
Yep, he came out. They put him in the cage, and whatever happens in there is the craziest stuff you can imagine. Now remember, we're only about less than three months away from getting the Huckster. Oh well, yeah, he's not going to have Blassie around anymore. So. No, he won't. Sterling, Sterling Golden will be a thing of the past for him. Oh man, it's it's wild. It's really wild how it. It's wild and crazy, kid. Uh oh. How quick? Yes, thank you, uh, Omar Gooding. Thank you, Donnie Jeffcoat. How quickly everything uh, changed around in 84 here. I'm telling Precarious you. Precarious spot for the fly. And Snickers, well, well, he may not. Well, up. And Morocco still trying to get the advantage here over Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Like if this was today, oh, there you go. Body slam off the top rope. If this was today... Jimmy Snooker would have flown off the top rope onto his opponent. But here, because of the grave danger. Right. Well, well the fans. Falling would, from such a height. The fans would have expected him to do a Tony Hawk 900. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, he would have been looking. Oh, no. Oh. That area is low blow by the magnificent one. That trick knee. Might as well put a cast on it for two years like this Cowboy Bob. No kidding. Oh! Oh! <laughs> There's a classic Morocco bump right there. Oh, yeah. Head over hands. And that turns the tide here. And Morocco face first oh. into the cage. Fans are loving it. Did I hear an echo in here? <laughs> Uh-oh. And the fly is ready. Jumping punch. Up and down with a body slam. Slam. Second turnbuckle on the inside. Diving headbutt. Oh, drives a fist in there. Ooh. Losing a great deal of blood. Both men are at this point. Snuka covered in the crimson mask. Morocco, I don't know if that's Don Morocco or Bill Eady out there as demolition axe. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The uh, the mass superstar has already made an appearance tonight. It's some double duty. And look at this! Oh! And Morocco! Uh, Working against him. Look at that IC belt. Q Matt Hardy. What an unfortunate twist of fate. Uh-oh, wait a minute. The match is over, but... Uh-oh. He is riled up. 
We're going back in. And you know what? No one is actually in possession of that Intercontinental Championship belt right now. Really? They don't know where it is? I don't think so. Unless WWE does. Unless WWE knows where it is, but last time I checked, the the keeper of all the belts, Conrad Thompson, doesn't even know where it is right now. Uh Uh-oh. Very interesting. Slicker going up. Uh oh. I believe, kids, this is the first high spot. There's the sign. Bam. Mm. And you know what this proves, ladies and gentlemen? Sometimes the matches are the most important. And then there are the moments. And this is one. This is one of them. As Jesse used to say, he might have won the battle. But he, 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 he didn't win the war, Batsoon. Look at the crowd. Crowd standing. Morocco prone. Devastated and beaten on the canvas. This crowd's hot. They love it. Can somebody zoom in on Mick Foley right now? Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder where he was for this. Well, the camera put a... The camera showed him when Snooker went around the ring. He was probably third or fourth row. Oh, no way. Yeah. And I know that... Uh, I know there's a picture of... Uh, I know there's a picture of Edge at Mania 6 that somebody found. Yes. Look at that. 18 to 20 feet. Gorilla never exaggerates. <laughs> well, he is the Dr. Monsoon. Now, what they're showing right now, they're actually showing the replays. But because of how devastating the moment is... They don't actually go all the way. So they stop before impact? They stop before impact. Wow. They've shown the replay twice, and they've never shown the impact yet. That's something. And look at this cell job. This is <laughs> that's poetry right there. That bumper music right there. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, of course, the feed is still going up. They have not officially gone to commercial break. Howard Finkel's going to make the announcement. crowd is livid. For an eight-minute match, Morocco looks like he is... <laughs> Morocco's been through 30 minutes. Right. Morocco sliding down the steps, hitting the Madison Square Garden floor. Where's Captain Lou? 
Captain Lou wasn't at ringside. Buddy Rogers wasn't at ringside for the match either. Well, he can't come back after the match and look after his charge. Well, don't don't worry because we're going to hear from Captain Lewis a little bit later on. Well, that is a point listening. Oh, don't don't worry. We'll, we'll put that in the rewind. Should be right. Oh, oh there, here he is. Here he, here's Captain Lou shoving Mel Phillips out of the way. trying to do to my guy Mel Phillips yeah. <laughs> is that Nick Bockwinkle oh there's the throwing He's still in AWA at yes the, the throwing expensive soft drinks at Captain Lou somebody's being arrested right now wow back when it was real man no kidding yeah there Mel Phillips Ladies and gentlemen, about two and a half minutes ago, Gorilla Monsoon said that we would be right back. Well, we haven't actually left the feed. Alright, Gorilla Gino's back. And they're tearing down the cage, which normally on WWE television, they would not show. No, you, you, you might have, uh, you know, Lord Alfred Hayes. I don't think he's arrived in, in WWF at this point, but you might have Lord Alfred Hayes. He will in about two months. Talking about the arduous process of assembling the cage. <laughs> yeah, like he did at SummerSlam 90. There you go. Or on the No Holds Barred, the match, the movie pay-per-view. That might have been that might have been our uh, New England friend, Sean Mooney. Which, by the way, Sean Mooney is taller than than I remembered. Really? <laughs> yes. Sean Mooney's about... <laughs> Sean Mooney, I think, and you are about the same height, give or take an inch. Well, hey, you know, maybe if uh, a managerial position isn't in the cards, maybe commentary. Hey, I'd be down for it. All right, they're showing the replay again. This is the third time now, and again... Oh, they oh, actually... Time they, show, they, they showed the it. They showed the impact there. Let's go now back in the locker room area. The most interesting interview with Pat Patterson and Larry O'Day. Okay, I don't know who Larry O'Day is. Larry O'Day. <laughs> A most interesting interview. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here is uh, Larry O'Day who looks somewhat like David San Martino. <laughs> although although he's definitely not David Sammartino. So we've seen the, the match in full. We've seen the match in, in its entirety. Sean Silver has finally seen wrestling history that he's been waiting to see for 30 years. We've, we've seen the match in its entirety. We've gone through one commercial break in full where we were promised commercials and we got to see basically the goings-on behind the goings-on. Captain Lou has come out, nearly beat up Mel Phillips. Somebody in the crowd threw soft drinks and soda at Don Morocco. They've probably been thrown out of the building. And we just saw a match that has changed basically the lives of four individuals who were sitting in the crowd forever. It's crazy. You know, like... Give an eight-minute match, as as you had said, 
and you know you, you basically you get one high not, it's after the match is concluded right it's after um, it's you know, the after heel the wins the heel wins by you know some sort of chicken shit way that people are all going to get upset about and yet it's absolutely perfect it's it's so simple and yet so complex and so effective and and that was the recipe back in those days you got two guys you've been waiting to see tear each other apart for months you throw them in a steel cage they beat on each other there's some high impact there's some blood and you get you get a high spot and although i don't feel you know necessarily invigorated from a 2022 perspective watching this right i look at it and i just say i just watched history like this was everything in 1983 you appreciate it now for what it was but if you were there you appreciate it then for what it is and will be or could yeah. be yeah and ladies, I mean, and ladies and gentlemen is... we're we're going through another commercial break we are, we are being robbed of commercials Gino Monsoon has said that we will be right back but ladies and gentlemen we're not going anywhere they are deconstructing well, I mean, the cage know, what are we going to get here? Are we going to get, like, you know, preferred stock cologne? Um, Mobile gasoline you know, commercials? About, uh, yeah, some gas. Tegrin. Uh, crossfire. You'll get caught up in the hey, crossfire. Hey, li- listen. If you and I were to break down some WWF Superstars episodes from 93 and 94. Sign me up. I, I bet you there's gonna be some flat commercials. I'm gonna I'm bring a. Uh, uh, let, we'll do a uh, WWF Superstars commercial bingo. Oh, that'd be card. Great. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be Crossfire and Flack and Nark. Definitely some. Um... <laughs> yeah, Edge of Christian right there. They're, they're they're blonde. It's it's Chris Jericho, born it's, in Long Island, right? It's, it's yes, it's it's Chris Jericho, and is that Kenny Omega? He might have uh, moved to Winnipeg by this point. <laughs> we cannot we cannot prove that said kids in the crowd is one. In fact, I have Tola of rock and roller. I got to admit, I miss those commercials. I, I miss those commercials. Right. Crossfire. And NBA Jam. Skip it. Skip it. I mean, oh, there's, God. there might be a honeycomb cereal commercial we got to see. They're showing the replay of Don Morocco winning by the skin of his teeth. He, uh, he kind of sort of skinned the cat there. Not not entirely because he didn't pull himself back up into the ring, but he did go right. over the top. All right, here we go. Captain Lou. We're going to hear from Captain Lewis. Magnificent oh, he's Morocco, Captain Lewis Albano. Now, Mr. Albano, you just came out of the dressing room, and you were with Mr. Mar- Mr. Morocco, and we would like to get your opinion and get your feeling about it. Look, look on his face. Well, first of all, Mr. Pat Patterson, let me tell you this. The magnificent Morocco has been hurt. He has been maimed. He has been weakened. But the man has still survived. 
any man that can go into that ring and have a Jimmy Snooker, a man that weighs some 236 pounds, go up onto a 20-foot height <laughs> level and come down upon your body and pounce. It's got to be the most devastating move in wrestling history. I believe that the magnificent Morocco has got to go down in the annals of wrestling history as an idol, as a man that has of all time survived the most dangerous move in wrestling history. I'm so proud, and I feel so good, and I feel so fine to go in the back and to just see that my man is still... Patterson looks disgusting. Yes, he's breathing heavy. Yes, he's had some lung pressure put on him. Yes, we've called for a resuscitator. But I've been assured <laughs> by the authorities, by the doctors, by the commission, that the magnificent Morocco will be fine. He survived. He still has the championship belt. Well, Mr. Albano, I must say one thing. You have to admit, Patterson's hair looks good. Madison Square Garden will agree with oh, he's, Mr. Morocco he is well quaffed. Yes. And I mean very lucky to still be the Intercontinental Champion. He's taken because lessons from Vincent K. Jr. It was truly with luck. But yep, probably use the same product. No kid. Arrogance. Went through the ropes. As he went through the ropes, the door opened, and out he went into the concrete floor. And because of that, he took me a second. Ah, yes. Yes. Is the first man out of the ring is the winner of that match, and it remains that my man, the magnificent Morocco, came out of the ring and won the match. You call it a headbutt that carried him out. I call it wrestling knowledge and wrestling ability and wrestling wisdom. I Patterson just has this look like, yeah, right. To in the back of his mind with an IQ of 109.27 <laughs> to sit there, to meditate, to think. Always, he's always got numbers and math. That means Louis Albano was IRS before IRS. You're the biggest liar of them all. You can say anything you want, Pat Patterson, but I say my man was out first. He won the match. He is thoroughly prepared. He is wounded. He is maimed. I but say he is Pat ready. Patterson. He is ready tax cheat. Yes. Anytime a man can go up onto that match some 22 feet and pounce. 22 feet. We're from 15 to 18 to 22 feet. Well, we heard the comments of the manager of Magnificent Morocco, and with this, we'll go back to ringside Don't to Gorilla Monsoon. Let me stay and talk about the Magnificent One. <laughs> what a fountain of misinformation, Captain Lewis. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Let's take a look, if you would, once again. The fountain of, and, uh, this is the, the fifth time now they're showing this replay. But again, it's... Stop. <laughs> oh, they show it this time. Got some nice uh, video game music here to close the segment. Beautiful. The production values. No kidding. Although, what is up with them? They're not... <laughs> I wonder what the crowd is thinking. We're gonna have wrestling here or what? Let's see some people heading out to. Oh yeah, everybody's going home. Sit down, Scott. Well, the bell is ringing. Is it curfew? Somebody tell Scott Bayo to sit down. 
Something going on at the Felt Forum? Uh, yeah. Somebody tell Scott Bale that Charles in charge needs an actor. See how Joni loves Chachi at this point? I think so. Is that, is that still a thing? I think it's still... I think it's rounding down to the end of it. Sure. But they're, they're tearing down the cage. But we've heard from Captain Lou and Sean Silver. We've witnessed history. Hey, there's, uh, if you want to, uh, run back an episode of WWF Superstars from whatever era, I am in. It is a, uh, it is a pleasure to relive some of this history alongside a, a keen wrestling mind. <laughs> that cannot be, that cannot be proven in public or in private, but we have, we've definitely seen history. Sean Silver has finally again... He's, he can now put this to bed. He has now seen a match that he has since read about. What surprised me when you told me that you've only read about this match, you've never actually seen it. So for you to actually see it, I thought was pretty cool. So, it's just, you know, it's just part of the stuff that we talked about, you know, the getting your education in wrestling, whether it's WWF Magazine or Pro Wrestling Illustrated or The Wrestler, <laughs> you know, the, the different things that you would pick up and, there are always allusions to this match, and you know the the lore has only grown over time. As you know, the WWE has its own network, and you know different documentaries and things where they can tell their story. So I mean, uh, you know, it, it's I, I thought about it, and I'm like, well, what like classic WWF match have I not seen? You know, if I if I want to see something nowadays, you just plunk yourself down on YouTube and you go. Um, I had not seen that, and the, and there it was. It was it was brutal. It was short. It hit all the spots that it needed to. It didn't uh, didn't need to reinvent the wheel. There, they 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 did something for the first time, and we were witnesses to history. And there'll definitely be more rewinds in the future. Sean and I are going to come up with some more matches and moments that we can be able to share with you. Yeah, and, and show you more wrestling history and again we appreciate it for what it is was and always will be that's what nostalgia is and that's what we'll try to bring you here on heat and again it's great to have my man sean silver here doing rewinds you never know sean sean and i could be doing uh maybe a raw rundown of uh 94 or something you never know <laughs> so. oh i can imagine that's a tough era to... <laughs> Uh, Tough know, era to run back. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it depends. I mean, it could be worse. It could be ninety three. Follow Sean at the Silver Fox on Twitter. Definitely appreciate uh, Sean coming on. Until next time, happy wrestling. Once again, our thanks to the one and only Sean Silver for joining me here on Version 14, The Rewind, here on Heat, the wrestling podcast. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at the Silver Fox. that's S-Y-L-V-E-R. You can catch Sean on the Boston Celtics Radio Network and on 98.5 The Sports Hub FM Radio in Boston. Sean does great work on The Sports Hub. When I'm coming home from live events, when there are Boston Celtics game, I tune into 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I hear my man Sean Silver doing fantastic work on the radio and taking over those airwaves. He does a great job. Be sure to check him out. And again, thank you to Sean Silver for joining me here on Heat.
And ladies and gentlemen, version 14 of Heat, the wrestling podcast, is in the history books. You can follow me on Twitter at RefereeTonyS. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod on Twitter. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it in future versions, you can send them into TheHeatPod at gmail.com. Once again, we are on all podcast platforms. Rate, review, subscribe, and if applicable, please put a four or five star review for the show. It greatly helps us out. And once again, I truly appreciate each and every one of you for supporting the show and checking us out. Have a great, safe, and blessed weekend, everybody. And I'll see you right back here, version 15, next week. So long, everybody.